TV Campfire Podcast. I was like, yep, okay, so you win for the week. <laughs> <laughs> We're here. I hate to sound like a broken road. Oh, no! <laughs> We're fans. It's one of the best things on television. Oh! oh! All right, we got you a hold of Oh, no, you didn't. We talk TV. That was the best scene ever. Like, that I, blew I, me away. It was absolutely amazing. I just couldn't believe it. Welcome to the show. This is podcast number 453, and I'm Libby, your host. And this week, we have returning guests. Hi, I'm Tom. I'm executive director of screenwriting at Azusa Pacific University in Los Angeles. Hi, I'm Allison, and I write reviews for Weedonopolis. Hey, this is Peter. I write for Why So Blue. I live in Hollywood. Hi, this is Yusan, costume designer and TV enthusiast from Los Angeles. Hi, this is Greg, TV enthusiast from St. Louis, Missouri. Woohoo! Represent Midwest! Sorry. All right. Uh, let's start off with the news. Uh, Will Ferrell and Paul Rudd have landed a comedy on Apple Plus for a full series order. They didn't say what the series was, but I'm sure the two of those together will be awesome. Netflix has bought it's the called right... The Shrink Next... It, it's called The Shrink Next Door, and it's an eight-episode miniseries. Cool. Netflix has grabbed the rights for the animated series of, uh, God, what, I wrote down animated series and not the name of the series. It's the, the, the Pokemon. Thank you. I was like, the thing where you got to catch stuff. Uh, Westworld has been renewed for season four by HBO. Party of Five reboot got canceled by Freeform. Fraggle Rock will return to app as, as an Apple Plus short form series. It's uh, already returned. They dropped the first episode the day they made the announcement. That's bizarre. And, okay. well, I, here's the key. It's done, they, they divide the screen in four, so it's like social distancing. I think they're trying to assure kids that you can stay in touch with your friends, even though you can't touch them directly. It was cute. I watched it. It was only five minutes. Hmm. Okay. Uh, Dwayne Johnson and... Issa Rae have t- teamed up for an HBO show about wrestling. It's a drama, I'm assuming. But I wasn't clear. They're teaming up as showrunners, or are they going to star in it? They're going to star. They're teaming up the star, supposedly, and they are. It's about backyard wrestling. And it's uh, the, the, the working title is Tree Count, spelled T R E C N T, which you really need to be careful with that second one. <laughs> All right, Tom, you have news. I have a bunch of news. Um, Amazon is going to launch a virtual South by Southwest festival, and they're going to show 39 films or, or make 39 films available across nine days. Well, my um, question is, does that mean we all have to pay for like a membership, or can we just I watch don't it? Think, I don't think so. I don't think so. I hope not. That's kind of dumb. I mean, I think the point is to get these films seen by people. Um Disney Plus has announced two Star Wars series things. One, pre-production on Mandalorian Season 3 has already started before Season 2 drops. And Leslie Headland, who co-created Russian Doll with Amy Poehler and Natasha Lyonne, will create a new female-centric Star Wars series. Oh. Is that the one with, Ab- with not Abishola, what is her name? Uh, Ash- Ahsoka. No, they, they haven't said. Ahsoka's gonna be on, Ahsoka's gonna be on Mandalorian Season 2. Oh, okay. But I would not be surprised if there is a connection. Um, HBO Max has set a launch date of May 27th. 
Hulu has set the cast for the oh, mysterious. Say I would what? like to back up to the HBO Max thing. Uh, little information for those of you who don't know. Uh, if you have HBO now, which means you're buying your HBO directly from HBO, you will be shifted into HBO Max. If you have HBO Go through AT&T or Spectrum or Comcast, you will be shifted into HBO Max. However, <laughs> if you have your HBO Go through uh, any other provider like uh, Fios or whatever your local other cable might be, you will not be getting HBO Max automatically. They are still in the midst of making deals with some providers. Mm. Continue. Okay. And the, the launch day offerings include Love Life, a scripted series with Anna Kendrick, Craftopia, a kids crafting competition show, Legendary, in which voguing teams or houses compete in unbelievable balls and showcase fashion to achieve legendary status, Looney Tunes cartoons, in which charity cherished characters populate 80 11 minute episodes and the not too late show with elmo a talk show also featuring sesame street friends like cookie monster celebrity guests and last the whole family can enjoy okay wait a minute was any of those launches like a drama series um love life could be it's a scripted series with anna kendrick so kelly kuko on i think that's a drama that's the flight attendant, and that's not coming out till summer or fall. Oh, I was about to awful. say, nothing is launching well, that sounds exciting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because okay. I was like, I think that's a drama. But you're right. It's not launching with it. Um, I don't know. It's so weird to me. So, well, oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Keep talking. Go ahead, Tom. Okay. Uh, Hulu has set the cast for Mysterious Benedict Society series. They announced the whole cast. Ryan Hurst and Christian Shaw are the two of the eight that they announced that are fairly famous. They're going to join Tony Hale, who plays the title role Mr. Benedict, and his twin brother, Mr. Curtin. NBC Universal's Fandango bought Voodoo from Walmart. And that's kind of important because when you buy a TV series and they give you a digital code, it's probably through Voodoo. Uh, Netflix Does that mean that's not going to work anymore? Or no, it, it will still work. Okay. Uh, Voodoo sent an email to current customers saying you you won't notice a difference. It'll be completely transparent. Your codes will still work. Don't don't freak out. Uh, Netflix had a lot of news. They added 15.7 million subscribers in quarter one, mostly due to COVID. Uh, Ozark season three returns to an average minute audience of 8.7 million in the first 10 days, twice that of season two and bigger than Tiger King's premiere. They <laughs> wow. greenlit. They greenlit Winterviken 2021, a high school romantic drama. Uh, there was a film made in the uh, 90s, and this is going to plumb the social inequalities and prejudice that have grown in the 25 years since. And then Black Mither Smithereens will compete as a telefilm instead of an uh, individual episode. They were five minutes short, but the Television Academy gave them a waiver. And finally, the news everybody's been waiting for Warner Brothers CGI Scoob will skip theaters <laughs> and this debut on digital platforms next month. <laughs> you mean because the, everyone in the theater is like, oh my God, we can't wait for Scooby-Doo CGI. Yeah. Yeah. They want to get some of that Trolls money. They want to yeah, get some of that Trolls money. You're the only one who wants to it see It looks not good. Yes. Um, let's start talking about the shows. First up, let's talk about Westworld. And I don't remember what number this is. What is it, five or six? It's six. I didn't get to see it, but it's, it's number six. It's six, because there's only eight. So, right. yeah. 
Yeah. So this episode was okay. I mean, it wasn't like the episode where we found out everybody's Dolores was like, oh my God. It wasn't <laughs> like that. It was more like it moved the story along. We spent most of our time with Charlotte Hale and we spent most of our time with Maeve and uh, was there one more person? William. Well, William, thank you. Because I was like, it wasn't Bernard. William killing yeah. all the versions of himself. Yeah, William so. losing his mind in VR is what that was about. Uh, what's crazy is they were like, yeah, they totally just left him in his VR session and everybody bails. So he was in that VR session for a while. That was crazy. Um, and yeah, him talking to all every version of himself was also really crazy. Uh, and then you had May, uh, Char- uh, Charlotte Hale. What it really emphasized was how different, even though Dolores made copies of herself, every version of herself is now different because they're having different experiences and she's living the life of Charlotte Hale. She cares about Charlotte's family and her son. And I could have told her like she, when she made that enemy got exposed, going back for her family was like the worst idea ever because they're trying to kill her. So don't be around your family, like arrange for them to get to safety, but don't go near them. And I really, I like, as soon as she showed up and was like, everybody get in the car, I was like, this is not going to end well. So, I'm going to protect you. Boom! Yeah, exactly. Yeah. As soon as she said that, I went, oh, they're all dead. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Except for her. Yeah. Well, oh, she she got a little barbecued. I was like, she got a little barbecued. Um, But she looked very angry. That look on her face, you know, once she's, she's looking at her burnt out that burnt out car i was like "Uh oh somebody's about to die um and then who do we say who's the other person oh mave mave's one i actually think had the least importance because she was like in a waiting room she was like in this waiting like uh world war thing while she's waiting for her body to be built so she's not really doing anything so i think her storyline was the least interesting of the three. All right, you guys talk. What'd Probably you think? The, the biggest thing about uh, her storyline was that they finally completely killed off Hector. Yeah. So that was, yeah. you know, that probably it. But what'd you guys but, think of overall? It was not my favorite episode. It was, I, I thought that there was just, maybe it was just the fact that it was too disconnected. We're following three different lines Neither, uh, only two of which really intersected by, and right. that, that took until the very end. And I just, you know, watching, especially watching William, as much as I really liked seeing uh, Jimmy Simpson again, I watching him just, just battle it out with his, his other selves. It, the entire time I was asking myself, why are we watching this? I have to agree. Why I feel like his story felt like it was over. Like once he got to the insane asylum, I felt like he was done and I don't, yeah. and it feels like the writers are like, well, we really like this actor. So we're going to figure out how to bring him back into the story. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I mean, even if he does connect later with, with other things they're doing, first of all, we've already seen uh, a future version of him from last season, which is like years from now. Right, right. And, and so we know ultimately what happens to him. So 
anything that happens in in between is is just sort of filler really because we know ultimately what happens to his character but even if he does interact with the other characters here i think all this time that was spent with him fighting with himself was unnecessary we don't we don't need to see that and and just and and his entire Releva- revelation at, at the end of this was that he's the good guy, which is nonsense. But of course, <laughs> it's, the delu- it's the delusional thinking that he's held from the beginning. So it's not like this is something new. You know, right. of course, he thinks he's the hero of his own story. Naturally, every sociopath does. So, you know, there's, that's that's that wasn't worth spending all this time with. I just thought all of that was wasted. All right, Greg, go ahead. What did you think? Well, it kind of makes me wonder if, um, you know, the episodes where he's seeing his daughter is part of his VR experience, too. Um, Especially since uh, the Hale character, you know, she says, I've been monitoring your conversations with her. And, you know, I guess, and she knew what was going on. So that kind of makes me wonder. Well, you can't. he He didn't do the VR until he got that implant in his mouth. That's what how you do yeah, the but, VR world. Yeah, but you know how there's yeah, but they're showing us, you know, I mean, Westworld is big about showing us stuff not in chronological order. So how do we know what happens when, you know? Well um, I don't think the because when he was at his house, I don't think that's VR. But that's just my opinion. Like, if, told, no! if we get to the end, I could just tell totally wrong. <laughs> One of the so, biggest uh, critics yeah, of the this... only thing, um, yeah, the only other thing was I, I I'm wondering about, you know, why you know, the Hale character is Dolores, and then she makes her way into the room where Dolores' body is being built, and she has the opportunity to oh, actually... you mean Maeve. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry, Maeve uh, where Maeve's been... body is being built, and she has the opportunity to kill Maeve, but then she's like, oh, I guess I'll go kill this other insignificant character. <laughs> I, I'll, I'll, I'll make sure the tension builds up in the room, but then I'll kill someone else. <laughs> All right, Tom, Tom, what were you going to say? The biggest critic of the uh, Man in Black storyline was Ed Harris, because he he took to social media and said, "I signed to play the Man in Black, not the Man in White." It's like, Ow. oh, really? Huh. Yes. And when when actors of his prominence start criticizing, you know, series, I'm like, ooh, that's not good. Y'all not... play nice with each other, because. All right, mommy wow. and daddy are fighting. Stop. <laughs> Well, let's wrap that one up. It was not the best episode of Westworld. It was very mediocre. Uh, next up, we're going to talk about Zoe's Extraordinary Playlist. And this one was more like the boy is mine kind of situation where everyone's fighting <laughs> over, um, not Simon. What's the other one's name? Uh, oh. Anyway, the one that's on the fourth, they got promoted to the fourth. <laughs> the one from Pitch Perfect. Yeah. So he got promoted, but he's got the secret sauce of how to build this special chirp device, which is actually dumb. Like, when they were explaining it, I was like, I mean, yeah, I guess, but no. Um, Yeah, I thought that too. Yeah, I was like, it's a stupid invention. But I also like that Zoe at the beginning of the episode was like, uh, such and such is in love with, she's talking to her boss, and she's like, such and such is in love with you, and you know, when you break up with him, you gotta be careful, because you don't want it to overflow into the work. She's like, oh no, I totally got it. And she like, breaks up with him just brutally. And I was like, did you not hear what Zoe just told you? Like, And then, of course, into the episode, he defects. So, not even a surprise a little bit. He goes to Team Max. Right. Uh, any other thoughts about the songs? What people thought of the episode? 
I thought when Zoe um, called out okay. Simon, when she was having her kind of mini breakdown and called out Simon and said some pretty harsh things oh, to him. Oh, right. It's like, ooh, don't go there. Yeah, they went They went really, they hit each other's buttons pretty hard, yeah. And the thing with the dad made me sad, although the duet with him and Mary Steenburgen was nice with Peter Gallagher. Oh, yeah. But I, I don't see yeah. how he's going to make it out of this season, but... Uh, Yusun, go ahead. I, I Ghost, have I you never seen? Downer. What'd you say, Yusun? What? What did you? No, say? I was going to say, what are you saying, Tom? How, how do you never see what? Oh, <clears throat> yeah, but that would be still be sad. Or... I don't want to see him as a. I don't want to see him as a ghost. I mean, I guess I'll take it. I I have to say, um, you know, I, I this is my this show is my this is us. You know, like, I definitely feel like it touches me. It doesn't make me cry. Like, uh, uh, This Is Us makes y'all cry. But, I mean, for me, <laughs> I go, I, I still feel like um, they do such, it's such a unique show. And they do a really nice job. I think I mentioned this before about, like, the dance numbers aren't, like, perfect or the singing. But I like that. I like that you're, they're not all seasoned. And so, in some way, it, it creates more of an organic kind of a feel as opposed to like super produced and like glee you know what i mean not that there was anything wrong with glee but my point is it it does separate itself in that way which i like um and i thought the actual storyline i agree that's that pushing the buttons thing that was super harsh i mean i cringed i was like oh i was like you didn't go there you know but for me i was really actually moved by the or i was more affected by uh the Mary Steenburgen and and Peter Gallagher's, you know, the whole um, the whole uh, anniversary celebration, right? Am I am I wrong? That's that's what this one was about. Yes. Um, and and Zoe yep. trying desperately to like plan it for them, and like her frustration and her. I really love her relationship with her parents. Um, you know, it's not treacly; it's very real. Um, and I thought her that whole her trying to figure it out and do it. It's just a, it's a really great balance of you know there's a there's a you know there's um there's love stuff happening so it's your romantic comedy you know um you know nonsensical kind of whatever then there's that this is us thing with the parents and the dad you know and then there's like the 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 um office stuff you know what i mean so they do uh, to me the show is really balanced and fun but also heartwarming so i i'm really i'm gonna be sad that it's like isn't it like one more or two more episodes left I'm not sure, but not that many oh. more, because we were not on episode ten. More. We just that I will was episode be sad. ten. Sad. All right. Yeah, I will anybody be sad else? When... Anybody else before we move on? I still can't believe I'm not, it. not watching the show. Yeah, why are you not watching the show? It's right up your alley, dude. All it's right. a definitely a Peter show. <laughs> Next up, we're going to talk about Killing Eve, and this is we actually didn't talk about it last week because it was my bad. Um, so we have <laughs> two episodes really to discuss really quickly. And it was so when we left off, uh, Villanelle thought she had killed Eve. (laughs) And this episode starts off not like right after, because last time they started the episode, like between season one and season two, was like five minutes later. This is obviously months later because Eve is healed up. They've had a a review board. She's now working in a Korean restaurant. Working as a home sort of not exactly a cook, but more like, like a, a sous prep. chef. Yeah, she's like, like a prepper. Prep. Yeah, yeah, and she seems like she's content because her life's not in danger, and everything is very, very different. 
Um, and Villanelle is getting married. Like, like what is happening? <laughs> and so everything is very bizarre at the beginning of this season. And I like the bizarreness of it. And like, we have to catch up with, you know, what's going on. And it was really just like a whirlwind. And I thought that was fantastic. What I did not like, however, was them kill- killing, um, Oh Bill? my God! They killed Kenny. Oh my God! They killed Kenny. <laughs> oh, he really is Kenny. Ha, ha, ha. Yes, that was that joke. I'm sure is not going to get old, but I really like him. I really liked him, and so it was it was surprising that they did it, and I I was kind of angry that they did it. Um, which I think is about right. You should do that on a show. You shouldn't kill somebody if you want people to feel it. You should kill somebody that the fans like so i give them props for that um and then the second episode was just angstapalooza everybody just being sad about it in different ways and coming out uh but anyway except for it, the go ahead. It, it, except for the mom at the memorial service <laughs> well no she was she was upset she was just covering because her whole thing yeah is but she the had thing to... about could you tell them to play something not so sad sad and dirty <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Like, we're at a funeral. Yeah, I know. Uh, But I actually liked her point, which was that she knew that Kenny hadn't committed suicide, but she had to pretend that she thought he did. And then she wasn't allowed to investigate it at work, so she's feeling all these things. And I really liked when she kind of, kind of, just like, kind of all blew up in her face and all just kind of fell apart. I thought that was great. Oh, that was fantastic. Well, Fiona yeah. Shaw is an amazing actress. Love she her. really is. Oh, and the the thing is, trying to show grief with a character like that is is so difficult because she does keep everything so buttoned up and so controlled. And you would not you would not believe if she suddenly just collapsed into a, a pool of tears right. and rendered her clothes or anything like that. So that scene with her in the car, you know, when she's she's alone and she she wants to just not be near anyone where she can let herself experience it, even then it's it's so barely there. It's bottled you up just, still, yeah. You, you just see the tension in her face and the tears welling up in her eyes, and and she's still, you know, as, as that's as grief stricken as she gets. And you well, know, no, that I it's think a, that I'm scene like, in the kitchen when she's talking to Eve in the kitchen. That, to uh-huh. me, was as grief-stricken as she got the whole time. Because you could see her frayed edges. Well, I think, yeah, but she's letting it out in a, in, a, in a kind of rage, I think. Where she was really just alone with her grief was... I, I just thought it was spectacular because you could see... That is that is what this character expresses grief as. That's right. the, that's that's as far as she goes. But you you believe that, you know, it was just deep and cutting and horrible for her while at the same time not being this typical you know clothes rending thing that that actors usually do (laughs) so i I just thought it was an amazing scene it was just fantastic i want to ask peter because you just watched like 10 episodes of killing eve in a row what did you think of uh the premiere and stuff i i didn't didn't watch 10 i i actually i haven't seen the latest episode i know you told me about that it's basically the fallout of Kenny's death. Um, but yeah, I watched like the second half of season two and then the premiere. Um, I was a little, I was a little mixed on, 
oh, okay, wait, just sticking, not going, not going to season two, but um, just season three. I was happy they did the time jump. I, I really like seeing. I always like when characters do that kind of thing where they're like now they're kind of trying to live a normal life. So all of Eve at the Korean restaurant was all pretty good. Like I was like, oh, I really like this. I liked that her apartment's in a shambles. Like I like uh, all that stuff. I thought was pretty entertaining um and i always really like her as a character and i also liked that kenny and carol is caroline fiona Shaw? Carolyn, yeah. Yeah, yeah i really like that they started having a relationship because like he's he's becoming a journalist and then she's like oh hey can you pick up food or whatever like i liked all of that so yeah i agree that i was kind of mad that i was like wait what they killed him i was like oh man like um but yeah i mean it should be a death that i I care about. Um, I do think it's a little weird that like um, they're. I think they're trying to figure out what to do with their some of their dangling things. Like because I didn't see the last episode, but like um, the husband, the husband looks like he's in some kind of facility now. And I was like, yeah, he's in a mental hospital. Yeah, so I was like, well, what's with this? Like, did we? I've always thought the husband character was kind of boring. Nothing against the actor, but I think he's. I think he's kind of boring by design. It's like right. that's kind of the point is that. So when Eve didn't go back to him and she just started this new life, I was like, oh, I like this, you know. So um, and of course, you know, Villeneuve's. Oh, you know what? Another thing I really liked. And I'll, I don't know if they just did it in this last episode, but I love that. Um, who is Villeneuve's main, the, the bearded handler guy? Oh, yeah. I know you're talking about. I can't think of his name. He's um, Russian. I love that in the second season, his whole arc is that, like, he's playing ball because he knows his family's safe, but he basically, you know, he wants to be with his family. So now we've jumped ahead in time. We assume he can be with his family and he's just like blowing them off. Cause it's like the, the, the daughter is like, dad, you need to come home. What's going on? Blah, blah. He's just, blah. <laughs> which I thought was kind of great of like a, be careful what you wish for. It's like, of course he cares about his family, but that's really not the kind of person he is. It's like, of course the family life is kind of dull, like to him. So, <laughs> That was well, nice. We got, we got to wrap that one up. We are yeah. way behind time, actually. Oh, oh so yeah. There. Uh, uh, so we're going to actually, okay, I'll give us an, an excuse on Better Call Saul's finale, but we need to fly through some of these other ones. Uh, next up, we're going to talk about the season finale of Better Call Saul. And this is Wait. the end of. So my, so here's my question to you guys, just because I just finished season four, which I thought was amazing. Um, but my question to you guys without spoilers or anything is that, do you think that they managed to give Kim stuff to do? Because to me, what I like because there's multiple choices for an Emmy real count. Yeah. And I and I'm kinda like, well, Kim's not gonna be with Nacho and Salomon, like that's a different. That leads you to more breaking. Oh, back. Peter. Okay, all right. So you're saying you, saying without. Okay, spoiling. you need to not you, listen to what we're going to say. You need to mute. <laughs> this is so just, just be spoiling. assured, you will be pleased, but mute now. Yeah. Okay, okay. Do you like? I like the character of Kim. I like the actress. So. She's amazing. Okay, yeah. you don't not like. Her. Okay, good, good. Okay, love I'm her. Uh, you guys all right, bye. Wow. Okay. So now let's talk well, about that's the a segue, isn't it? <laughs> let's talk about the finale of Lalo Better Salamanca. Yes. La Cucaracha Extreme. That dude, dude survived I, anything. I was like, oh when gosh. did he become Terminator? Like, what the heck? <laughs> like, I think the problem is that Gus hired the wrong people. 
Apparently. Well, I mean, he killed. He he hired hitmen. They just weren't very good at their jobs. He <laughs> should have sent Mike said, down there. That's he, true. He said that these guys were the best in the business, and if that's the case, the business He's is really screwed. sad. <laughs> <laughs> that is a really bad business, you know. I, Room for I improvement just, there. I, I was just thinking, oh, Nacho, you are so not lost. Nacho is world. totally dead. Oh, I, then, oh I was, then I was trying to remember, is, is he More breaking More important bad? than Nacho, Nacho's dad. Oh, there yeah, is no true. shelter for, there is no place he can hide. He is beyond screwed. Uh, and I was kind of going, wait, is he in Breaking Bad? Not just in Breaking Bad, right? No, he's not. No, not, he's not. Actually, neither of them are, though they were mentioned in Breaking he's Bad. He's name-checked in Breaking Bad, that's it. Both of them are. Oh, in the same, no! In the same context. In the same context. <laughs> oh, um, Nacho, we, we almost knew you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's... he's uh, I mean, I get... I'm actually... That, it really makes me actually mad at Gus because Gus exposed Nacho. He didn't have to. He right. didn't have to do any of the things that he's done for this this yeah, way. He doesn't care. He doesn't I know care. he doesn't care, doesn't but I about care about Nacho, man. I care about what well, we all do. But Gus, <laughs> we forget that even though Gus is better than the Salamancas, he's still evil, <laughs> and we know what happens to him ultimately. Yes, I know, but I like when he wins, generally speaking. I just, I was like, oh, why you got to be such a jerk, man? Yeah, and you know, I had forgotten, I was mentioning this, I had forgotten that both the Salamancas and Gus work for the same Don. Right, right. I thought they were working for, like, rival drug lords, and then no. it's like, oh, wait, no. They're, they work for the same but, Don, they're, but they but compete. They're they just, compete. They're, they're just craving each other's territory. Yeah. Well, and no, it's, that's not. That's not what. It's not about territory at all. It's about revenge. It's revenge. It's about revenge. The Salamancas uh, killed. Okay, is it his brother or is it his lover? His, I, his lover. His lover. Thank you. I thought so. I was right, Peter. Oh, Peter's off muted. We had a whole discussion. <laughs> I was like, I'm pretty sure that was his lover, but it's called. You know, ch the brother's chicken or whatever. And I was like, wait, was it his brother? I think it was his lover. And no. I was like, I'm pretty sure it's his lover. Yeah, I was right. Okay, cool. Yeah, well, that's when they do the flashback in Breaking Bad, right? But I thought that was the Don that killed him. That's why he goes back no, and forth. No, it's, it's Hector. It's, it's Hector, Hector that does it. Yeah. So that's why he's so... And then the Don is like, that's done. You got to leave it behind you. You can't get revenge. You guys have to work together. And so he's like, oh, yeah, sure, no problem. And then he proceeds to get his revenge. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, it's about to get bloody. It's about to get really bloody. Not not even in a good way at all. But, yeah, everything. And then Kim's whole scheme to destroy, uh, what is his name? Harry? Howard. Her Howard. I was like, Howard. Howard. Her whole scheme to destroy him is cold. It's just like. What the? Yeah. And she's Why? like, she's doing the whole. She's doing the whole Star Trek needs of the many outweigh the needs of the few. She's like, oh, well, we're just, we're just gonna destroy one person. <laughs> it's just one person I mean, to help so many other people do pro bono work. I mean, he's annoying, but not like I will destroy your career. Annoying. She actually shocked Jimmy. 
I know. That's, that, that was amazing. And that, that Wait, says that, something right there. That's when you know you've gone too I mean, far. This is the guy who threw bowling balls at his car. Right. But it's like, no, this is going too far. Right. Wait a minute. And send hookers to a country club. Right. Yeah. yeah. It's like, no, I think we've gone too far here. It's with The thing that I find interesting, though, is because we were discussing in an earlier episode um, that, you know, Kim Kim's actions, like, you know, agreeing to marry or actually suggesting to marry Jimmy and, and other things just came out, seemed to come out of nowhere. It's like, what is she doing? This doesn't seem to be her character. Well, we got a revelation of what her character really is in, in this episode. And it just, it cast everything she's ever done into a completely different light. It really well, I think did. She really does get a thrill out of doing these schemes. She, oh, she loves does. them. She loves yeah, them. But I I always thought there was like a, a a feeling of a dilettante doing that. It's like, okay, it's okay as long as it's these small little things here and there. But no, she's going full in. And right. and that it it just says something different about her character. That there's something much deeper going there. Yeah. It also says something about Howard's character because I don't care if you're now an enlightened douche. If, you, if you've been douchey for years <laughs> and years doing passive-aggressive, snarky things to people, they're going to hate you. And, <laughs> and, and offering them a job or giving them good advice when they already hate you, it, no, that ship sailed. Right. Mm-hmm. All right, well, we got to wrap this one up. Any last thoughts? Who hasn't spoken about Better Call Saul? Last thoughts before we move on. All right. I didn't know it was. I didn't know it was a season finale. I'm and now I'm disappointed because I thought I was going to get another app. <laughs> well, somebody told me in the middle of me watching it, and I was like, "That didn't feel like season finale." And I was like, "Wait, I didn't yeah. finish the well, episode." It, it it also unlike other uh, season enders that we've seen, it didn't go back to the future, right? To black yeah. and white version. That is correct. They usually wrap up there, so that it, it felt really different. It felt and really it felt, weird. For that it felt cliffhangery too. Very much so. Yeah. Oh All right. yeah. Let's move on. Uh, next up, we're going to talk about Motherland, Fort Salem, and this episode was weird in that it felt like <laughs> I was like okay we're finally going to have everything come out about the girlfriend being the spree and we're going to move on with the storyline and it's going to we're going to move and get some and by the way people the the opening credits pause on the map of the United States all the states are di- the states are different and there's a whole zone of concession there's a concession zone like right at the Mississippi secession uh, and I was like, what does that mean? Like, there's all this stuff that we still don't know about. And I'm like, what the heck? What does this, any of this mean? And so yeah. that added a little to my frustration. But, and then at the very end of the episode, we find out that their whole, because I thought it was weird that her teacher would be like, oh, we found her. She was dead in the storm. And I was like, what? That doesn't mean, I mean, I knew she wasn't dead. I actually thought she escaped. So now we find out, nope, she got taken prisoner. And now they're questioning her, blah, blah, blah. But I felt they they did another thing about, I think Tom's point about pacing. We should have gotten to this part where her, when she's being interrogated much earlier in the episode. That should have been the teaser of the episode. Yeah, the open, yeah. right. Yeah. This guy, I don't, I don't know who the showrunner is, creator showrunner is. I've seen him in the, the little video commentaries they post on Freeform. But dude does not know how to plot an episode. It's like, Stuff has to happen. You can't just have people moping around for three that, quarters of an episode. That is totally and then, what happened this week. Yeah. But yeah. the thing is, this is like three episodes in a row. It's like, 
I'm on the I'm on the razor's edge of bailing because you gotta can you gotta step it up storytelling wise. Mm. Well, um, isn't there still... only isn't there only isn't there only like one or two episodes left? I mean, yeah, I don't know how many only, in, right. I think there's only like eight episodes or something for the season, something like that. And we've just that was just episode six, I think, or episode seven, maybe. I'm well, they gotta sure. step it up. Yeah. Well, he, you know, I'll agree with Tom, and I think we're all saying the same thing. Uh, and Libya, you referenced it. I've I've talked about it twice now, um, like about the secession, the states, and this and that, like. It, there's so much of this world that they could be, you know, showing and exploring and all of that stuff. And they're not. And they're focused on this tiny, tiny little thing. And and I will say that um, I think I mean, Freeform is very much focused for younger folks. And uh, they're putting so much emphasis on that romance and, you know, and the grief and all that stuff. But I, I won't focus. Uh, but I will say this. Every once in a while, there's a gem in the writing. Like, for real, it's not so bad that it's just, you know, there's problems with pacing. There's problem with, you know, what I just said. But I thought the acting is pretty solid. I mean, it's a shame that that whole storyline, again, way too long and way, too, you know, all of that. But but the acting, uh, you know, involved and her pain involved in losing the one she loves and the flying and the good thing and all of that stuff. I, I would be it would have been more moving. I wasn't moved. But if I had really liked Scylla, do you know what I mean? Right. And or if I really liked the relationship, I thought the acting was solid enough to bring me to a place of really caring. But I just was like, meh, whatever, you know, but but I was aware of, you know, and the whole thing between um, her and her bodyguard. I mean, I knew there was going to be some traumatic story about the eye. So none of it is surprising to me. You know, none of it's great. But unlike Tom, I'm not, I mean, I'm not even close to bailing because of the issues. They're all there. I agree with with all y'all. But but for me, I think the acting is solid enough. I do like the, what world, the world they've created that we've at least gotten to see. Um, you know, and I think despite its problems, uh, you know, and its lack of really interesting villain and or we still haven't seen the spree which is too long it's too long six episodes in it's too long um but i i think it's i you know there's that one line they said um about grief i think she talked about how it was stubborn and like a wild animal and you just right. have to let it run its course you know and and tire itself out i literally was like wow that was semi deep i'm like they're giving us a little di you know they're giving us a little dialogue so it has its moments for me it's just not enough moments and not quick enough moments but i'm gonna you know i'm gonna ride it out till eight just to see what they do and you know we're getting a cliffhanger because they have developed nothing in six episodes so <laughs> i'm sure oh, they that's my problem with it is it's just i feel like you know i i think they have this great great concept it's the execution that needs yeah. work because well, there's yeah. so much just i feel like we're just running around in circles and accomplishing nothing for so many episodes and there is a really great interesting concept you know you talked about the map actually i i i been looking at the map since the beginning because I thought that would be interesting. I think it should the, the map is actually not as different as I would have expected it to be considering how weird their history is supposed to be in the show. But that aside, there's still so much that you can explore and I think they're just kind of you know, they're they're just not concentrating on the things they're that holding, really I think they think they're holding it back. I think they think that they're holding backstory and they shouldn't be. But we got to move on. We got to move on. Uh, next up, we want to talk about uh, Brooklyn Nine-Nine, and let's start off with Greg. 
Did you watch it? Um, I sort of watched it, but I, you know, because I I haven't been a longtime viewer of the show, I wasn't really, I'm not really invested in the whole, like, having the baby thing. Aww. So I was like, oh, okay, so they're having a baby, and the whole episode is about her having the baby, and I was like, okay, so... You were telling me you weren't um, invested rather, in that I'd whole dance move? I'd rather forward to the next episode when she already has the baby and we can move on and be funny again. I thought you didn't like that the dance move. That dance is the best The thing dancing ever. was fantastic. Oh, I, yes. Okay. The elevator? Yeah. Not just the elevator when they actually were distracted. No, her. when they do yeah, it. When they actually when they do, do it for, the dance. When, when they she's do it in, in the investigation room, in the, in the questioning room. Yeah, that was amazing. That was so great. Because I kept I thinking, think... <laughs> I kept thinking they were going to screw us. Because in the elevator, they're like, "Okay, you do this, this, this," and then they cut away. And I was like, "Oh, come on!" And so I thought they were never going to show it. And then wasn't they... it push it too? Yeah, ah, when she's in labor, yeah. I just thought of that. It's like, oh my gosh, it's brilliant. Oh, okay, I finally got it. <laughs> yeah, I. Uh... I, I, I... I think that scene actually reminded me also that, uh, and I've said this before, the physical comedy that that the show gives us. You know what I mean? Not always. It's not all slapsticky, but there's definitely plenty of um, physical comedy. And and Tom, I also didn't catch the push it whole thing, but you know that again is just like layers and layers. So for me, I, I thought it was uh, it was a. And you know, Greg, you're not wrong. Like for us, the relationship between Jake. Uh, and her developing all through the entire series, and then the even the last season about them trying so hard to have a baby and all of that. For us, it, it really kind of is a lovely payoff, you know what I mean? For, you know, being invested in the characters, being invested in their romance, you know, and, and really wanting them to be happy. That's how I felt about yeah. the baby being born. Yeah, we need to, but we last Ooh. comments we got to move on, but go ahead. You know what piece of news we forgot to talk about? Parks and Rec reunion. Okay. But that's going to air instead of Brooklyn Nine-Nine this week. Oh, uh, okay. It's going to air on Thursday night. But yeah. But, but uh, I, I love this. I'm glad you guys got me watching Brooklyn Nine-Nine because this has been a great season and I love pretty much everything about it. Yeah. Especially Andre Brower doing comedy. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Multiple <laughs> Emmys doing Push It with Terry Crews. <laughs> All right. Uh, now we got to move on. Uh, next up, we're going to talk about the Will and Grace finale. You guys have like three minutes. Really I'll go first and quickly, Yusun. I actually like the finale for this third, uh, for this uh, revival than the original than the original finale, which I thought was just Trekly and bleh. But this one actually advanced the Absolutely. plot, didn't get too Trekly. Yeah, yeah, agree, agree, agree. Couldn't agree more. And I think that um, for me, this season, I mean, not that it wasn't good, but you oh, know, it it's, was not it's good. Kind of yeah, it you know, no, I'm I'm just trying to be nice. You know, I said this I said this, you know, off off show. It, for me, I give a lot of bit of you know, room, I grace for for movie uh, the series when it's moving towards its finale, series finale. Um I you know, and I I I was kind of struck by, well, this is why they're ending it. You know what I mean? Like they we're out of steam. <laughs> yeah, you know, and I was like and I kind of gave them props for that as well. You know, I was like they know they've run their course. Um and it was a lovely revisit it you know i remember and this is why you got to check yourselves i remember when i heard that they were bringing this show back i was vocal about how i would not watch it how i thought they were just you know being lazy and milking and all this stuff um and so i was really wrong i'm gonna take pick the egg off my face 
And I'm going to say that um, it was a joy to watch. I'm so glad they brought it back. They didn't lose a step. When that show started again, the chemistry, uh, you know, I watched the the wrap-up afterwards, and they talked about lightning in a bottle, and it's so true. The four of them, their relationships, how were they written, how they, were, they acted. And lastly, I will say, um, it is really an important show, and I think we've forgotten it. It started 22 years ago in 1998. Wow. I do not, yeah, I do not remember that it was that long ago. I was not even out of college that long. So I do not remember that show being like, oh, something I watched when I graduated college. Um, yeah, it was it was it was seminal and it was so popular. And I had also forgotten how unbelievably popular it was um, because they did a montage of all of the guest stars. Everybody, Cher and Elton. I mean, some of those are maybe obvious, but then there was um, Matt Matt Damon, right? Matt Damon. Matt Damon. <laughs> you know, Matt Damon was in there. I mean, there were just so many. McDreamy. They missed McDreamy in the montage. Now that I think about it, um, that kind of that was known for kind of re jumpstarting his career a little bit. Uh, I remember reading articles articles about that he was he played this hottie just, and he yeah, legit yeah, so was hot. say, all right I'll, I'll finish up so no i'll so i'll finish up so i think that uh i'm so with tom i think they did a really nice job of just ending it and not making it too saccharine and and hats off to them and you know it, it's it, it's something in history it, it, it they definitely have its place in history so you know good good job then <laughs> <laughs> all right i take it you guys are giving you a thumbs up all right Next up, we're going to talk about what we do in the shadows. You're also on the clock. Here, hit me. I thought it was uh, I, I um, it's uh, they have the humor that the um, the characters think that they're going to some some owl thing, which I don't quite get the joke with the owl, but they're basically oh, oh, wait, superb, I, wait, superb I have to explain owl. That to you it, wait, it's superb owl, like superb owl. Yeah, so, so they're basically going to a Super Bowl party, um, which I have to admit, uh, I got to say one thing that I've always loved about this show is that the energy vampire is such a person. He's the character that, like, if you work in an office, there's always somebody who's an energy vampire. And I found myself watching this episode and realizing that in this case, I'm the energy vampire. Oh, no! <laughs> because, because in the episode, Colin, Colin Robinson... Because Colin Robinson, uh, we see him, he's tweaking the guy's television. And he's like, well, you need to have your proper settings for this. And the guy's like, dude, I just want to watch the game. Like, well, you know, unless the aspect ratio is right. I was like, oh my God, I'm Colin Robinson. <laughs> like, anybody who knows me knows I tinker with my television. Like, that is like one of the central preoccupations of my life is the clarity of a 4K television. So I was like, oh my God, I'm Colin Robinson. Like, uh, but no, I thought it was. But overall, but uh, yeah, it was great. I mean, I I love this show. So um, that that's what I'll add to it because I know we have to go quick. Yeah, I was, well, I, I, and I just oh, go ahead, Allison, go. No, I thought I thought it was the the B plot also was so funny because Guillermo, after having discovered that he's he's actually a Van Helsing, that's great. Yeah. Um, I just it, the the fact that he just is so good at killing vampires yeah. even when he doesn't want to is <laughs> is fantastic. It's like I mean at the very end when you know they they keep insisting that that he holds the the uh, the crossbow, and it's like oh no I really can't possibly do this and it's like Bing 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 he hits the target dead on three times in a row without even you know trying to do it. And and he's just horrifying himself. So I I I love that. It's it's like you know he's he's wants so badly to be a vampire, and then he finds out he's their nemesis in every way. 
just such yeah, a great and, quest. And I just want to add this part because I agree with all, all everything that's been said. I I like though that it definitely has heart. I mean, Guillermo is so put upon as the familiar, you know, and all of that stuff. But the episode, the the crux of the episode, the end of or the whatever, the payoff of the superb owl uh, party um, is is that um, you know they scramble his brain because you know he, they accidentally tell him that he, they're vampires so they have to do a memory wipe they do a double memory wipe anyway the whole show is about how their the husband and wife their relationship is is kind of toxic and 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 kind of run its you know course and they're kind of angry at each other and then by like wiping his mind he doesn't remember all of the stress and all of the tension between he and his wife and and so it's just very sweet it like reminded me of like oh it is sweet it's it's like silly and um sometimes outrageous and whatever but it has heart it, you know in that way that like it's just not ridiculous it also has heart so i thought it was sweet as well oh, also, what wait one last thing i like that it looks like they're adding craig robinson i think that's the actor's name who's on brooklyn 99 all the time Yes! Oh, yeah. I love showing up. He's one of the vampire hunts. So I was like, oh, that's cool. Um, and it looks like I'm assuming we're going to get Beanie Finkelstein back because one of the people was like, my roommate in college is a vampire, and she was in season one. And I was like, oh, I want right. to get her in yeah, season yeah. two. So, well, yeah. we got to wrap this one up. So I'm taking you, but everyone's saying thumbs up. Oh, yeah. yeah. For sure. Yeah. 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 All right. Oh, sorry, Greg. You didn't get to say anything. Did you want to say no, something? I did. Uh, it's yeah, it's lighthearted. It's it's you know if you're looking for something really lighthearted that make you chuckle, I I definitely recommend tuning in. Okay, all right. Uh, next up, we're gonna talk about Dev's finale. I checked out at episode three, so I have no idea what happened to the rest of the season. There were eight episodes, I believe, and you guys that is correct. Were, you guys were like, it's the most amazing thing ever. I didn't say that. I said <laughs> the ending is the most amazing thing ever. Okay. I think it would have been better. It would have been tighter at six episodes, perhaps less, because those first few episodes, especially, there were you know there were things that were happening, but they also used a lot of time to establish mood. However, comma those last three episodes, especially, holy crap! I mean, uh, Peter, are you here? Yeah, yeah, totally. Uh, no, I agree. Uh, is it? I think it's episode six where we actually get the de the definitive. Uh, I can't say definitive definition. We finally get clarity on exactly what Devs is. I think that's episode six. And then episode seven is fallout from that, including poor, the poor kid programmer who. Yeah. Um, Lindon was great. I really liked that. I really liked that actor. Um, oh my gosh. As soon as, as soon as they show a dad, I mean, you know, the kid's doomed, <laughs> you know, the kid's doomed, but, um, when they show the dam and you're like, okay, either she's going to push him or he's going to jump or fall. But, you know, basically, should we go ahead and tell what Devs is? Uh, Peter? I mean, I guess we can. Yeah, I mean. Basically, it's this, it's not virtual reality. It's this programming that allows you to see anything in the past, going back to the creation of the universe and the crucifixion, as well as things in the future. But only up to points. Up to a point, and it was kind of reminiscent of what, um, of what the plan was. Why am I blanking on her name? Uh, the, the the hero hashtag on Westworld. Dolores. Oh yeah, I thought that too. Dolores thing of of everybody showing their futures. Yep, showing everybody their futures. 
but um, the finale itself was just, I mean, and I watched the, I watched episode seven and eight the same day, but that, that episode eight where Lily finally force tries to kill force kills her, her ex-boyfriend, her once, once in future or current boyfriend. And then it turns out that the homeless guy sleeping outside of her apartment was actually a Russian spy sent to surveil her. And she almost got killed by Forrest, except for the Russian guy intervened and, and chokes Forrest to death. Right. And he says, I was sent I was sent to I was sent to watch you not intervene, but I like your spirit or something like that, which is like, whoa. But the reveal in the final episode that she's going she goes to Devs to kill uh Forrest. And basically he knows because he's seen this moment several times, and yet she ends up not doing it the way he's seen it, but the the older black programmer sends the crazy grav maglev elevator plunging, so they both die, and then she wakes up, and she and Forrest are both have both become part of the program. Right, they're basically, like, they're basically in a weird version of San Junipero. Yeah. Hey guys, guys, we got to wrap this up. What um, basically, the, the 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 big reveal and misdirect of the entire series is. The devs is really Deus. Yes, that was great. Boom, boom, boom. And, and considering not... Alex Garland's big hit before this was Ex Machina, right? <laughs> waka waka waka. But yeah, it's it's a mini series of ideas. Yeah. But it, for for hardcore sci-fi nerds, anybody who's interested in philosophy, free will versus determinism, determinism. or predestination, I highly recommend it because it's a very thoughtful, contemplative uh, mini series, and I'm glad I bought it. Me too. I agree. All right. All right. Next up, we're going to talk about uh, Defending Jacob. We're just going to talk about the pilot. I believe three episodes dropped. I only saw the first one, um, and it's starring Chris Evans and other people. Michelle knows. Dockery from, uh, <laughs> from uh, oh, the British thing that everybody loves. <sighs> you know, with all the rich people. <laughs> oh, Downton Abbey. Downton Abbey. Yeah, yeah. Down Down Abbey. Downton yeah. Abbey. And the kid, uh, and the kid from uh, *Knives Out*, which well, also starred Chris Evans. Oh right. Well, he was not as good in this time. I don't think. I thought the kid was boring, but I mean, in the first episode, it's it was all about establishing their normal life. So the first episode really doesn't get into anything mysterious or interesting, and I was kind of bored to be honest. That first episode was really it's slow. all it's all set up. I know and, it's all set up, but it was slow. You know what's and interesting, and I think is, also the subject matter. I don't think is that interesting. Well, the the problem is we've had so many miniseries or limited series dealing with the death of a child over the past, I would say, five to ten years. So, you know what makes this one different? It's based Nothing. on a book. <laughs> it's based on a book, and Chris Evans. He has a great cast. Chris it Evans does have a good cast, and Chris Evans is great. But I was bored. I have never I like been bored him in his suit. I'm <laughs> not like going to disagree. That suit cap, looks awesome. Cap in a suit, cap in a suit. Whether it's a whether it's a superhero suit or a you know businessman suit, it's, I'm all suit. for that. <laughs> or a baby. Lydia prefers him in his birthday suit. <laughs> <laughs> He's got pretty pretty eyelashes. But uh, here's, here's the thing, I think we forget, especially because of you know all the the Marvel Cinematic Universe films. He's a really decent actor. Oh, he is. Yeah. I'm not I mean, disagreeing he's really with you. Good. I am not disagreeing with you. He kept my attention 
when I was tempted to just turn it off. That's kind of that's kind of my problem was I was watching it for a while and I was like, man, this has got to be almost over now. And I checked it. It was like I was at the halfway mark and I was like, oh, come oh. on. I was like, you got to be kidding me. Give, like, give episode two a I try. I think I did that also. Give episode two a try because the plot points come a bit faster. But I don't know that I care. I don't care whether he did it yeah. or not. That's really yeah. my problem. Uh, the kid is annoying. I don't think he's necessarily a social. Have you been around high school kids these days? Yeah, he's your requisite emo teenager. I don't think there's much there to be annoyed about. It's just more than, you know, it's just a stereotype. I I think for me, the show is uh, at this point, I'm really interested, Tom, to see the second episode because I think it's very paint by numbers. I even think the way that it's lit and this like blue thing that everybody likes to do. Seriously. You know, instead of. Yes, I'm so it's like, let me create mood and atmosphere. We don't need, you know, we don't need script or acting, really. We just we're going to give you blue light. And then you're going to know that it's somber and it's slow, you know. So for me, I like the show enough to see the second episode. But, Tom, if it doesn't get much better, (laughs) I might be with Libya. I I don't care that much, but I care enough because because, like you said, the acting is solid and, you know, the story isn't anything new and I don't see them doing anything new with it either. So unless it really catches me, you know, at, you know, with two, I may also I may also. Well, I don't know. Maybe I'll just mute it and watch, you know, the sevens <laughs> run around. <in> the <laughs> what? He's going to be in a T-shirt? <laughs> All right. Yeah, I'll just put it on in the background <laughs> while I'm folding laundry, cleaning the kitchen. I'll be like, oh, oh Chris Evans, and I'll run to the living room. I don't know. We'll we, we got we got to wrap this one up. Uh, I just I've only seen the first episode, which is hard sometimes to judge a show, but it didn't quite give me enough to be like, oh my god, I totally have to watch the next one. I was like, meh. I so, would defend defending Jacob at least through episode. You will two. defend it. Okay. Uh, uh, next up, we're gonna talk about uh, Home Before Dark, which I loved. I watched five episodes of this show in like 12 hours maybe like very quickly um and i will give you really quick it's just what what the the kicker is for me is it one it has a nine-year-old actress playing this character where she thinks she's an investigative reporter and she's trying to solve these murders and i was like oh so it's nancy drew and then they're like and it's based on a true story and i was like what uh and that's really what got me. And and the girl, the little girl actress, is fantastic. It's a really... I mean, if it wasn't about murders, you know, her investigating murders, it would be a really good feel-good show. Um, but I really thoroughly enjoy this show. Uh, um, I, go ahead. I, yeah, I, I gotta say, I... Um... Olivia asked me to watch it, and I was like, oh, "Okay, fine." I was like, "I'll, I'll, I'll hit the pilot." And uh, I watched two and a half. I got I, it was late when I was watching it, so I still have to finish the third episode. Um, but that girl, because the girl was so good, and I was like, "Man, this girl's really good." The girl is Brooklyn Prince. She was the breakout in the Florida Project, like um, from a couple years ago. Florida Project. I don't know if you guys saw it, but like. Takes place. Aaron Willem Dafoe got an Oscar nomination, but there's a little girl in it, and she's really good. And so that was her. And so now I'm like, oh, that's why. Yeah, because she's she's terrific. Like she just has she has that thing. Yeah, um, you just have to keep watching her. Yeah, you can't take your eyes she, off of her. She makes interesting decisions as an actress and everything. And like, I will say that 
the father is uh, is it Jim Sturgis or something? I do feel he's a little poor man's uh, Milo V from This Is Us. Like, um, but but he's fine. Um, but no, no. But I agree. I think that um, it's somebody was asking me because it's a nine year old. They're like, is it? a show for kids. And I was like, well, it's not gory. I'm like, no. but it's about a murder. I'm like, so the subject matter is still, I mean, I wouldn't say, you wouldn't say it's super dark. I wouldn't no, say no, that. No, 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 it's not. That's why I said it's all, if it wasn't about a murder, I would actually call it a feel good show. Yeah. Because I mean, it's about this nine year old, not letting society tell her who she is. That's really what the story is about. There's a, there's a moment where, because she's, you know, the journalist, there's a moment where she, you know, she publishes an article which, to be fair, her own dad, who's a journalist or ex-journalist, has problems with. And she gets all these comments. And, of course, these kids are just terrible. And the dad tries to hide the comments. And then eventually she finds them. And there's a printout of them. And she goes to the lunchroom. And she stands there by herself. And she reads all the comments. And eventually, through time, you know, her sister, who gives her a hard time, and some of the outcast kids, you know, like, they all stand on the table with her. And... Look, I'm, maybe I'm explaining this, and it might sound really cheesy and everything, but I'm just—I don't know. It was a good moment. Yeah, yeah. I, was like, I was like, yeah, like I'm, not, <laughs> I'm, like, I'm not. I'm definitely not saying this is like. But I'll say, I'll say this though: it blows away the CW Nancy Drew, like the actual name, like, like not even a contest. I mean, it's better in every way. I think yeah, you yeah. Agree. yeah, well, yeah, absolutely. And and that girl is the star. Like, she makes the show. The twists and turns of the mystery of who done it is kind of interesting, um, and I love—I just love her and her friends on their bicycles as they go in and in, in, and interrogate a new suspect. Like it's adorable, it's yeah, adorable and it's cute, and it's and the fact that this is like a real story blows me away. And I almost looked it up. I almost looked up the real details. And then I was like, I'm not going to spoil well, myself. Know, I, I, I know. I, I didn't do it. I didn't do it. I'm going to wait till I finish. And then I'm going to look up what really happened. But she ends up solving like two murders. Like, come on. That's amazing. <laughs> that is amazing. If you And, and that is probably, uh, if you're looking for, it's on Apple Plus, which makes it difficult for people to see now. So uh, I don't know what to tell you. Uh, if you haven't subscribed to Apple Plus, well, actually, well, the so last two shows we talked about are both on Apple Plus. So is uh, Defending Jacob, right? Isn't I know that that's what I just thought about. It. I was like, both of those shows are on Apple. Yeah, they're both. Yeah. Uh, um, but yeah, this one is by far, I think, a better show. Like it's, it makes you feel good. It deals with the murder investigation, but in a way that's so different than every other murder investigation you've seen. So that's all I'm gonna say. Two thumbs up for me. Uh, and that's probably what I'm doing today is finishing up that series. Any other thoughts, comments? Oh, did the whole thing did the whole thing drop? I think yeah, yeah. yeah they I, dropped I, that all as once. I don't know. I can't figure out what Apple their their model. I can't figure out what they're they doing. They need to start rationing. We're gonna run out of TV sometime <laughs> this summer. Because you know, there will funny. be you know the fall season is gonna be a winter season. You yeah. know, it's it's funny you say that, Tom, because um one of my favorite shows that I don't think we talk about on this podcast, but one of my favorite shows, the show's on Stars called Vita. It's about two sisters in East LA. So the new season drops today. So just now I went on the app 
and it's only one episode, and they usually drop all the episodes. And I was like, oh, that makes sense. Like, Rashing that stuff out, man. Because <laughs> I was like, wait, what? There's only one episode? Like, but... Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, it does make more. Yeah, well, but, but no, the I, thing, that, the reason I'm saying Apple is weird is defending Jacob. Jacob dropped three, and then they're going to do it week to week. But this show dropped all of them. Like, yeah, why? Morning, and, and Amazing Stories did one at a time. Right. And morning Morning Show dropped three, and then it was every week. So I don't know what their model is. Yeah, the, I don't. Their initial model for all the the shows they launched back in November was three, and then weekly. But we'll so see. Def- so you're saying defending Jacob is basically their that's what their original model yeah, they're doing three, was. That's what their yeah. original model was, yeah. yeah. But yeah, huh. Hope Before Dark dropped the whole season. There you go. You're welcome. <laughs> all right. Uh, that's all we have to talk about this week. If you have any questions or comments, uh, you can leave them at tvcampfire at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter or on Facebook. You listen to us on getthepointradio.com, Krypton Radio, Weedonopolis, and iTunes. And we'll talk to you guys next time. Bye-bye. Later. Bye. Goodbye. Bye.